Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Lena Jones Diamond Network Show. This is the place where you and your business are the stars. Now welcome your host, Lena Jones. <coughs> Hi, good morning. How how's everybody doing this morning? We are blessed to see another day. Yes, we are. Welcome to the show, Lena Jones Morning. Uh, Morning Sparkle, Life Improvement Show number four. We've been talking about Job for the past three weeks, and today we get to close Job. Now, Job is very long. It's not that long, but it's, it's pretty long. It's a lot of chapters that I did not go through. So please pick up your Bible and read for yourself. Um, what I what I do here is not so much scripture reading as there are as it is a, a comparison to what's going on in our lives in modern day. So on that note, I need to hear my Whitney <laughs> so I can uh, continue. And I'll be back. Not this song. Heaven, hear me now. I'm lost without a cause. After giving it my all, winter storms have come and darkened my sun. After all that I've been through, who on earth can
I do. I have no other choice. I learned a long time ago that he is my only and my bestest friend. How your friends say? How your kids say? He's my bestest friend. Jesus is my bestest friend. Um, okay, now we talked about Job and his friends. There's still one more friend to come. There is the ultimate friend. But we're going to talk about him briefly so we can get to the uh, ending of Job, as I said we would do today. But we did talk about his friends and how his friends are pretty much his enemies right now. At least he he has deemed them his enemies. So Job believes that he needs to talk to God right now. He needs to talk to God because he feels that if he can talk to God, he can convince him of his innocence. Now, God knows that Job is innocent. He's just listening to everything that Job is saying in this situation. Um, he knows that he's innocent. He um, he knows that that God, that Job is faithful to him. He feels that uh, God feels that he's lacking in faith. And he's also, at the same time, afraid of him. Um, he's afraid of him because God is sovereign. And if you don't know what that means, it just means that he possesses the ultimate power. He is the supreme power. He is that um, the character that we see only on TV because <laughs> there's no no person or human you can put God into except for Jesus Christ. And uh, we killed him a long time ago. But there's no one else. I don't even care. They may think they got superpowers, Trump, <laughs> everyone else, but you don't have superpowers. But so because he knows that God is sovereign, there's a fear there. There's a fear. At the same time, he wants to plead his case, but there's a fear of pleading his case at the same time. Now, Job uh, kind of reminds me just a good example of Job, again, God listening to Job and what he's saying. You ever watch the uh, American, not American, Eddie Murphy in Trading Places? And remember when the two wealthy guys traded his life for one dollar and one of them believed that this man was strong enough. You know, he, if you took everything away from him, he can he can handle it, you know, because his, his character is not in his wealth. His character is not in his possessions. So they, took, so they play this game, and one of them says, it is. You take everything away from him, he's going to break. So, so they do this, and they watch how this man just crumbles apart because he no longer has the earthly things that uh, he, he's had in his life. So that's kind of what Job reminds me of, of the trading places. Um, except for this is happening with God. God is listening to how Job is responding to this. Now, he's given him the devil permission, but he's also listening uh, to uh, Job. So, um, so Job feels like that he, he why pray? You know, why pray? Uh, why don't he just stop praying? And a lot of times we feel like that in our lives. We feel like that nothing is going right. Like this character in my, um, in this, in this whole uh, line of stories that I've been um, telling, he's lost everything. He's lost his wealth. He's lost his identity. He's lost his sense of security, and he's lost his family, and he may be losing his life because he found out he had, he 
when she found out they had cancer. So they lost everything. So in our lives, we feel like that God is out to get us, just like Job is doing. Feeling that God is out to get him, either way. And in religious, most of in the church folks may say something like, that's just the devil. The devil is out to get you. Well, in, in a way it is. <laughs> Even though some things just happen because of life. And, you know, because God gives us his life and he doesn't tell us, he doesn't give us a book of instructions to live. He just says live by his way. And sometimes we're confused, especially when things happen. And if you're a praying person, and your faith is not that strong. I mean, I don't have unshakable faith. You know, my mother does, <laughs> but I don't have it. You know, it's not something, you, something small happens to me, and I crush, I fall apart. And just like with most, most of us, when something happens in our lives, we fall apart. Uh, some people who, who do pray, they stop praying. They stop praying because they feel like, oh, well, you know, why am I praying? Because this is happening to me. My question is, what makes you think that you're so special that you are beyond um, circumstances of life? Even me. What makes me think I'm so special that things can't happen to me? I mean, I don't have nearly the wealth that Job have or nearly the wealth of this character. But you let something small happen to me? It's very hard for me not to fall apart. I mean, you guys have you guys have seen me and heard me in uh, in audio right here on the show. Audio go to pieces, and I'm just bringing out on the air. I mean, so I mean, I have faith, but only thing it takes really is the faith faith of a mustard seed to believe that he's here, but he's with you. But these things happen to us for a reason, just like Job happened to us for a reason. So why do God go? Uh, because right now that's what Job does. Why does God let bad things happen to people? And I know it's a question that I ask, and it's a question that you may have asked, and you may have seen bad things happen to people. There's a reason for that. You know, so right now, God wants to speak to uh, Job wants to speak to God. And in Job 23, we're going to go from 13 to 17. He is unique. Who can make him change? And whatever his soul desires, that he does. For he performs what is appointed for me. And many such things are with him. Therefore, I am terrified at his presence. When I consider this, I am afraid of him. For God makes my heart weak. And the Almighty terrifies me because I was not cut off from the presence of darkness, and he did not hide cheap, hide deep darkness from my face. These are the things that Job has said. That's 23, uh, 13 through 17. He's afraid. He needs to speak to God. He needs to speak to God. He needs to know that God is there on his side. And I'm going to play a song that's a speak to my heart. Now, this song that I'm playing is an old school song. <laughs> I remember growing up, my mom, she always played uh, 
She always played. I'm looking for the song I'm talking. She always played gospel music throughout the house. And uh, I remember growing up with uh, James Cleveland and 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 his choir, just listening to all these hymns. These hymns they stay in my head. A lot of them uh, I know the words to because my mother played them again and again. And you know she had reason to to cling to God. I mean, we were not, we were, I'm not going to say we were poor, but I'm going to say we were barely making it. And she had five children, five mouths to feed, with a father who was a rolling stone, out of his own mouth. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. He said that he was a rolling stone, and he was. So it was hard for her. She needed something to she needed something that people couldn't give her. You know, you're too rich for welfare <laughs> and you're too poor to be rich. That's kind of where we were. So here is uh, um, Donnie McClurkin in the New York Restoration Choir with Speak to My Heart, Lord. Go on, time. 
moment for me because <laughs> that was one of the songs my mama used to play um, now now we were saying that uh, God that Job has pretty much given up on um, praying he's at the point where now where he don't even feel like his, his prayers his prayers are in vain and when we get to that point and so much has happened in our life and we, we're, we are praying and we are asking God you know, to help us to to intercede, to do something, and he's not doing anything. I mean, and you feel like you did a good prayer, you gave a good prayer. You know, now let's wait and see. And then nothing happens. Our character has prayed. He has talked to his friends. And nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. He's at the point now where he is giving up. 
Jesus not going to pray anymore. Like, the heck with that. I'm not praying. I'm not praying. Why should I pray? Why should I pray? These things keep happening to me, and um, I'm trying to help myself. And, uh, you know, life just don't want to give me a hand in. God doesn't want to help me. So what, so what do we do? Do we give up? Do we sit in the room someplace? And, and and question ourselves, question what could we have done differently. Um, and, and that's what that's the next thing that we move to. We question ourselves because there's nothing else that's helping us. So let's see, the only thing we can do is sit back and say, okay, how did I get here? And think about what we did. What did we do to get to that point? What did we do to get to that point where God is not answering us? He's not He's not helping us at all. You know, when he knows the situation, he knows what's going on. We we can't rely on our friends because our friends are our enemies right now. So what, what could we have done differently? Why do this happen? Why has this happened to us? We're good people. Why does good things happen to bad? I mean, how does bad things happen to good people? Why? That's a question that I have not heard any preacher really truly answer. And I've heard them say things. And see, the true answer is is that we don't fully understand how God works. No one has full understanding. Only God knows how he, how he works. We can uh, reference biblical things. We can reference uh, things that happen in our own life. We can philosophize. philosophize a lot of words I can't pronounce completely, but don't hold that against me. So, um, so that's what that's what we could do. We could we could hear this all the time. But the truth is, is that he, God, even though we don't under, fully understand Him, we know that He invites prayer. We know that there's one thing He'll listen to, and that is our prayer. Whether he intercedes or not, your prayer is part is a part of your interceding. Remember when God wanted to destroy Israel? He was just done before Jesus came, and Moses was dealing with them complaining out in the uh, in the wilderness. God just wanted to destroy the whole lot. He was just done. He said, "I can create more people." I mean, he had destroyed the earth. Before, and he spared one family, which was Noah. So he was just like, he was done. But Moses, through his prayer, interceded for the people. He interceded for Israel. God, you can't change God's will, but you can intercede in what's happening in your life through prayer. So thinking that we should not pray or we're not going to pray because we're just angry, that's not helping the situation. Remember, he's a sovereign God. He's ultimate in all power. He can change your situation and drop it a dime. Do not make him angry. <laughs> you just don't. You just not to uh, make angry. If anything, you want to, you want to, you want to pray. You want to plead, continue to plead your case to, to have Jesus as our interceder. In Job's days, Jesus hadn't lived yet, but Moses was. He wasn't, he wasn't Jesus, but he was a very good spokesperson, and he interceded for the people. Now we have Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ goes directly to God to intercede on our behalf. But 
he can't intercede if you're not praying. So now our character is like, okay, what could I have done differently? Well, maybe instead of being busy with his with his career or being busy with your um, job or your business, you could have prayed more. You could have gave him a little bit more attention. So now he's thinking about these things. He could have gave him a little bit more attention. Instead of going after work and, 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 and going to the gym and doing that hour, oh, I've got to do my hour workout, keep in shape and keep yourself looking good so you can look good in your car and your house and for other people, <laughs> for the fashions that we wear. <laughs> maybe instead of giving the gym that hour, maybe you should have gave God five minutes. Maybe instead of hanging out with your friends, hanging out with his friends, going to clubs, meeting for happy hours, you know, and all of this stuff. Uh, Maybe he could have met with God for five minutes before he did that. Maybe instead of sitting down, playing a game or women and shopping, shopping time, spending that time shopping, maybe we could have spent three minutes for that time in our car before we went into the shopping mall and prayed to God. We could pray to God for him you know, Lord, don't let me spend what I don't have. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good prayer. Maybe we could have gave him three minutes of our time because prayer intercedes. Pray. Intercedes. We pray to our God. We pray to our God. We pray to Jesus Christ to intercede for us. And maybe, so he's thinking, while he's sitting back thinking about maybe he could have done things differently. This what happened to him. So he's thinking about the time that he did not take the time to pray. How everything in our lives is so busy that we have no time to pray. We have to try and make that time to intercede. We need Jesus to intercede for us in our lives so things can continue to go well. So Job at this point is feeling like maybe we should have given more time to prayer. He's reminiscing. He's thinking about how beautiful his life was. He's thinking about his children, thinking about his home and, and, and all the things that he's done, mainly his family, because he no longer has that. Your family could be taken away. It doesn't have to be the death. Your spouse could leave you and take the kids. You could do one thing wrong. I was watching this Lifetime movie about how this kid fell and hit his head. He went to school, teacher saw it, crying nosy teacher, so I automatically call uh, CPS. She got her kids taken away from her over something that she didn't even do. But because of her prior past history of being uh, a drug abuser, an alcoholic and stuff, all of this took place in today's society where now, even though she's not doing this one little thing, her kids are taken away. And your life may not be uh, drug-related or alcohol-related. It could be anything to make something happen to your kids. So he's reminiscing right now. So the times that we have with our family, uh, that's the time to cherish. That's the time to cherish. And I have a song for you for that um, that I am looking for as I am talking to you. 
you uh, by Matthew West. And I love the song. This is one of my favorite songs because we don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. We don't know what circumstances may come in our lives. Cherish what we have right now and pray. Pray to Jesus so that he will intercede for us with God. So that in case Satan wants to stop all over you, there is no control. He has no control to do it. Because even though God may have thought about him doing it, because you pray, your intercession. Job is figuring right now, maybe I did not pray enough. Maybe I did not. Even though he's complaining, he's also thinking about the right things to think about, too. And here's Matthew Matthew West. I don't know what's wrong today with the beautiful things we miss. Here we go. Puts on her makeup and the last dress she remembers that turned his head. The time he said, You look beautiful. At six, the front door open and he doesn't even notice. Kisses are cheap, baby. When do we eat? I'm starving. things we made.
beautiful things I miss. All right. That was Matthew West with the beautiful things we miss. Um, we are back uh, talking about to Job again. Now, through chapters uh, 32 through 38, Job is just complaining. He is complaining about everything. He's questioning himself. He's questioning God. He has, he's just not happy. But there's one more friend. This friend name is Iliu. <laughs> now, Iliu. Now, this is the worst of the worst. This is the friend that sits in the back, back, uh, sits in the back, or um, drawing their own conclusion. So, Ilio gets to the point where he can't stand it anymore. He is from the Ram family, um, Abraham's brother, Nahor, Nahor, N-A-H-O-R. He is from that family. So, this is your worst friend. This is your worst friend, best friend. The one that sits in the shadow, the one that listens and coming up because they have the answer. So they're going to listen to what everybody else has to say, and then they're going to come in. So he's pretty much telling him, he accuses him of um, claiming to be uh, sinless, uh, thinking he's innocent. He tells him to confess to God um, then um, and then ask, pray for the people he sent against. Uh, he gets uh, he gets involved. Um, Wait, wait a minute! I'm right. <laughs> he tries to he tries to play good good cop bad cop. He tries to play into what he feels that Job is at the same time turning against his friend. But he feels that his way his advice is the best advice that uh, Job he's representing Job to his friends now. So he's saying what Job feels, but he's all wrong in everything. Um, he accuses Job of condemning God. Um, <laughs> And saying that God was unjust, um, he says that he telling Job that evil doers can't get away. Uh, he sets himself as a model of behavior for Job to follow. We have those friends. He he accuses him of refusing to repent. Uh, he tells Job he deserves a lot more. <laughs> uh, he tells Job that he's arrogant. He is. He tells Job that he's Job that he's rebellious against God. Um, this is this is that friend that thinks they live this model life. They think that their life is so good, and every so often you may hear them say, "Well, I'm not perfect," but deep down inside, they think they are. They think they got the answers to your problems, the next person's problems, everyone, because. Everyone should live like them. They are model citizens. They are uh, model behavior. And he starts at, Ilio starts at chapter 32 in Job. Um, I'm just kind of rounding things up. (laughs) So he starts at chapter 32. If you want to read more about him. Um, So we have that friend, that friend that feels like that my life is this model life that you should be following an example of because if you were like me, if you were more like me, you wouldn't be going through what you're going through. Um, I can tell you what Job, this is what Job is feeling. This is how he does it. He plays that, that part, and then he turns around and goes against Job at the same time by telling him that he should be more like him, that he, that he, uh, that he's arrogant, that he's uh, unjust, that, that, you know, he's just not that best friend. 
Do you have one of those? You definitely need to stay away from them. The ones that I call them self-righteous people. Everything they do is right. Everything you do is wrong and everything they do is right. And sometimes we can find self-righteousness in relationships. It could be your husband. It could be your wife. They think that everything they do is right. The self-righteous people. Those are the ones that God really is like, yeah, I got something for them. The self-righteous ones. Everything they do is right. So while he's talking and telling Job all of this stuff, there's a storm forming. There's dark clouds and a storm coming in. There's a storm coming in. And he's talking, and the storm is God. The storm is God. God is like, okay, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this. I had enough of you guys. And I've had enough of Job right now because I have, but I'm sitting back and I'm observing the things that he is saying, the complaining, you know, the questioning and all of this, who does he think he is? I am sovereign. <laughs> the ultimate. So he comes in and he asks Job a couple of questions. It's his turn now. He wants to ask Job some questions. Now I'm just going to go with some of the questions that he asked Job. And okay, this is 38. One through, let's go to one through eight. Who, who is this who darkness counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me, if you have understanding, who determined its measures? Surely you know. Or who stretched out the line? Upon it to do to what to what where it foundations fastened, or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy when I made the clouds its garment and this and thick darkness its swaddling band, when I fixed my limit for it and set guards at doors, when I said, This far you may come but no further, and when your proud ways must stop. Or do you know the time when the wild mountain goats bear the young? Or can you mark when the deer gives birth? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Or do you know the time when they bear young? They bow down. They bring forth their young. They deliver their offspring. Their young ones are healthy. They grow strong and grain and do not return to them. The wings of the ostrich weigh proudly, but her wings and pinions like the kindly storks. For she leaves her eggs on the ground and she warms them in the dust. She forgets that a foot may crush them or that a wild beast may break them. She treats her young harshly as though they were not hers. Her labor is in vain without concern because God deprived her of her wisdom and do not endow her with understanding. When she lifts herself on high, she scorns the horse and its rider. Have you given the horse strength? Have you strength? Have you clothed his neck with thunder? Can you frighten him like a locust? His majesty snorting strikes terror. He paws in the valley and rejoices in his strength. He gallops 
into the clash of the arms, he mocks fear, and he is not frightened. Can you draw out Leviathan with a hook or snare his tongue with a line which which you lower? Can you put a reed through his nose or pierce the jaw like a hook? Can you make many supplications to you? Will he speak softly to you? Will he make covenant with you? Will he take will you take him as a servant forever? Will you play with him? As with the birds, or will you leash out to him for your maidens? Will your companions make banquet of him? Will they will they apportion him among the merchants? Can you fill the skin with harpoons or his head with fishing spears? Lay your hand on him. Remember the battle. Never do it again. Indeed, any hope of overcoming, overcoming him is false. Uh, <laughs> I just made a whole bunch of stuff from different verses. But it's in verse, you have to go from verse 38 all the way to verse 42, where he questions Job about everything, about everything. Do you know the miracle of birth? Do you know anything? Basically, he's saying, who are you? Who are you to question me? Who are you to question anything that I do? You, can, you can't control the water. You can't tell something when to stop and when to, when to start. You don't know when a spring. You can't tell spring to stop and winter to come in. You can't tell a flower to bloom. You don't know anything. Who are you to question me about anything? Who are you to question my authority? He doesn't come in. He doesn't make apologies for what he's done to Job. Just like he's not going to make apologies of what he's done to this character. He's not going to make apologies of what he's done to our lives, whether they're messed up or not messed up, because he is sovereign. He is the ultimate power. It is his way. He is the creator. Remember in the uh, beginning, a couple of episodes ago, I said when you create something, you want it to do a certain thing. When they created computers and God allowed them to have that mind to create a computer, to have it uh, do things logically. A computer does things by logic. Whoever created the Mac, the IBM, the Apple, they can get it to do whatever they want to do. Why? Because they are the creator. They have sovereignty over their code, over how they created or what they created. That's God's sovereignty. That is, he is the creator. And I think once we understand he is the creator, who are we to question him? Just because your life may seem like it's uh, abundance, like you have everything, that does not mean that you are in a position to question him about anything. Why is my leg broken? Why did my child have a born with a disease? Uh, why, you know, why do I have cancer? Uh, why? We're in no position to question him. We can pray and thank God that he gave us a life. I mean, he could not, we don't even have to have given us. He didn't have to give us life. He didn't have to put breath in our body to see the things that we see. You may have cancer, but you still have your sight. 
even those who don't have their sight have their sense of feeling and touching. Nobody can explain everything because that's just how God works. He says, I am what I am. When Moses questioned him about the burning bush, there's a bush that's burning, and it's still a bush. Why is that? How could you do that? I am what I am. That is his question. We have no questions for him. We can only pray. We can only pray and intercede and try to intercede and, and try to pray to Jesus so he can intercede for us, so that whatever his will is for our lives, it can, it can alter it. Jesus can alter that word. Job didn't have Jesus. Job needed an intercessor, which was himself. He used himself, and he got it. He got what he asked for. He got God. He got God's attention. But instead of apologizing, which we think that life should apologize to us, you know, he questioned us. Who, who are we? Who are we to question anything? When you just when you think your life is worse, someone got, the flood came in, uh, a tornado came and tossed over everything. Just when we think that our life is so bad, look at the miracles of people who survive things like that. Look at the miracles. Look up miracles on Google. We have that access. Look up the miracles in modern day. Things that have happened in uh, different people's lives that are um, just unexplainable. You know, it's a power beyond us. It's bigger than us. It's bigger than our problem. And we have to realize that it is. It's bigger than us. And this, in our character, even though he lost everything, there are some things in this world that's bigger. Sometimes when I sit back and I complain, I have to stop myself because there are people that are worse. I mean, he could very well do that to me again. Look at Hawaii. Hawaii, you know, they lived on the island, <laughs> beautiful, and the volcano, the lava. Who could stop that lava? Who could stop Nobody could stop. Not the scientists, not the news people, not the consultants, analysts. <laughs> And all that. <laughs> Who could stop it? Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. He can hear the prayers of the people. That's why you have to continue to pray. He can hear the prayers of the people. He can intercede for us. He can talk to God. He can talk to God and say, will you stop the lava? Will you freeze it? I mean, and you may think all oh, of this is in but it's not. It's prayer. There are people that are constantly praying to Jesus for intercession. I mean, there are miracles. I had looked up miracles online, and I saw where, let's see, this one, it says, a woman that came back to life after having no pulse for 45 minutes. 45 minutes is a long time. You are dead. Your family has walked away from you. You're gone. How do you explain that? Somebody's praying. Somebody's praying. Remember, whenever you see a miracle, somebody's been praying. That's the truth. Somebody's been praying. 
Uh, let's see, I was looking at this, uh, the rescuers. Here it is. A mysterious voice led rescuers to find a child who survived for 14 hours in a submerged car. A submerged car. Do you understand the ramifications of a, of a submerged car for 14 hours? Are you kidding? I can't hold my breath. Jesus was with that child, and Jesus heard those prayers. Intercession. God is not that forgiving. He is not that forgiving. He will zap you and wipe you out. Your little, our little minute lives are nothing. Here today, gone tomorrow. That's it. We need that intercession. Jesus is our intercession. Inter- intercessor. <laughs> so, well, so God, uh, after God asked Job all of these questions, after he, what he says, when he says Job has no other choice but to stand there and recognize the foolishness of his words. He spoke about issues that he, he knew nothing about, asking God, questioning God, you know, about our birth, you know, about his grief being too great. And he tossed and turned until dawn, you know, uh, never going to see good. Uh, he longs for death. Uh, why was I born? He just went into it. Job went in. And that's what we do. We go in when we feel like nothing else is there, there are no other solutions. Friends are not helping. God's not here. We go in. And that's what Job did. Job went in. But when God answered him, when God did not answer him, but he asked him his questions. Let me well let me let me tell you something. Let's let's see something. How is our how do we get our answers? We get our answers from everyday life. You could be sitting back complaining and see a miracle happen right in front of your eyes. When, you, when I sit back and complain and then I see how people have lost their homes completely, completely, because you know insurance ain't going to give you back or, or everything you put into that house. You know that. That's not going to happen. When you see people like the cave, people in the cave, they came very close to a pipe, a water main, and something exploded and could have killed all of us. All of them, when you compare your situations to miracles that are happening in the world every day, your situations minimize. So when we get to complaining, think about things that are bigger than you. This is small. This is nothing for God to redo. And he does. He does. He comes in like a storm. He tells his friends that they're wrong. They need to repent. He gives them a list of things that they need to do to to uh, make up for all of their wrongdoing. And then he tells them that he will forgive them once it once Job prays. Job prays for his friends. He prays for his friends. He forgives them and he prays for them. And after he forgives his friends and prays for his friends, God restores him. He restores him 100%. So those that are around you shaking their fingers and uh, comparing and thinking that they're better, pray for them. 
pray for them so that God will have mercy on you. That God will have favor upon you for praying for them. And I know it's not easy to pray for people. Not like that. Not when they're doing that. Not when they're that way towards you. But we have to. We have to to keep our favor. Because see, John was restored 100% handsome. He got another family. He got a new house. And his wealth was double as much as what he had to begin with. The power of prayer. The power of prayer. And that's it for me for going to end this with uh, Hillary worship. Thy will be done. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Please go back and read Joe. Next week we will talk about something else. I'm not sure what it is. I have to pray to get it to come to me. It'll come to me in ways that only I can understand. But I do hope that I was able to inspire you, able to make you look at your situation, make you think about when we complain. Think about the friends that are around us, uh, things that we should be doing, taking that time to get that power prayer. And even if it's, a, you know, they have a power workout for five, ten minutes, you can do a power prayer. Remember, keep praying because the power of prayer works. It gets Jesus to intercede on our behalf. So whatever God's will is, whether it's a disaster in our life, maybe, maybe Jesus can intercede for you. But he can't unless you pray. Because he has to know who you are. He needs to know. You can't go talk to someone about another person when you don't even know who that person is. You never heard of them before. That's the same with Jesus. Remember that. Here is uh, Hillary Scott in Thy Will. And I'm out. Good night.